Street Show. Are we going? We are going. Okay, that's like the promo. So I'm your host, Rajiv Sethyal. This is episode episode one. There will never be another episode one. There won't be another episode two or three either, but this is episode one, which is really the exciting thing. This is brought to you by Funny Indian Productions in collaboration with Preneur Media. And we have sponsors. We have sponsors already, episode one. So this is pretty incredible. We have Atlas Hospitality, which is the undisputed leader in California hotel sales. I don't know if you knew that or not. Now you know that. So that's, you've just gained another knowledge. Think marketing. Okay. Awareness, trial, loyalty. We have awareness. That's key. You can find out more at atlashospitality.com. We have Abacus. How, how long has it been since you've used an Abacus? Probably kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. long time for an Abacus. But Abacus is a leading payroll services uh, provider since 1992. Maybe wow. when you were a kid using an actual Abacus, wow. which is pretty cool. So you can learn more at payrollprovider.com. That's a pretty awesome website. I mean, how can you talk about really? And High Glow Jewelers. Uh, we can, no, no Indian production is complete without a mention of High Glow Jewelers. So uh, they are the destination for 22 karat gold and a lot of the leading brands like Omega and many others, you can go to highglow.com. Oh, All right. I want to go there. You can go there. I need some jewelry. Don't you? Well, you need jewelry to go with this beautiful makeup job that you've done for yourself. <laughs> nice job. We don't have makeup people yet. I'm so. a very natural. A natural beauty. Yes. You, there's actually she's wearing no makeup. Mascara. I'm probably wearing more than you are. Probably. Yeah, Did she steal them? Steal something from, from me? From you. We, uh, I your skin some powder, tone is, powder missing. Yeah, but your skin tone's a little lighter than you mine. You missed so. a shiny spot right, right here. there. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to take the shine, shine down. The shundin. The shundin. <laughs> I'm turning Jewish or Middle Eastern or something. I don't know what's happening. So, uh, you have this effect on me. Melanie Chandra, everybody. Melanie Hi. Chandra. Melanie K. Chandra. <laughs> yes. That's not to not mix you up with all the other Melanie Chandras out there. There is one other Melanie Chandra. No way. And I, I doubt she's watching right now, but I'm pretty upset. She might be. Because she will not sell me her domain name, no matter what. She's actually Mel. I shouldn't say her phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to out her right here. We're going to pressure her. If the money doesn't work, everybody's going to price. She's this amazing, accomplished American woman who married a Chandra, not related oh. to. And so now she's she, a white Melanie. Yes. So right. now she is Melanie Chandra. And so my URL is not MelanieChandra.com, but it's Melanie K. Chandra. K. Chandra. So. Somebody has slashed Rajiv Sathyal on Facebook. There's apparently. Really? And I want to slash this Rajiv Sathyal. That's how I feel about it. I go, you know what? That's the verb that I would use <laughs> to, to describe this. So it could be frustrating because, you, well, now you're not confused with all the other Slim Shadies or Melanie Chandras. Yeah, exactly. I think of them and then when I think of you. MNC, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't get the there, it's, there, it's an A to C kind of connection. I left out the B. We learned that in an improv class. So, mm -hmm. we're going to go through a series of questions. Okay. We're going to get to know you and okay. what you're all about. So, Sounds good. I feel like it's going well so far. If we get to stop and do a quick review, <laughs> which I like to do during the show, I think it's better to do okay. it like right now. Sounds so, good. I'm just going to go with that. And I'm going to go with, you know, silence is agreement, you know, so interpret that as you will. Let's go with uh, where were you born? I was born in Park Ridge, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago, and I was raised in Buffalo Grove. Buffalo Grove. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're a Buffalo. What, what do you claim? What's your sort of, if you have to Buffalo give out Grove. a Buffalo Grove? Yeah. Buffalo Grove. Yeah, I like that. Okay, good. Chicago land area. Chicago land area. I know people hate it when I claim Chicago because okay. I wasn't born in the city. But I love Chicago as a city. My brother lives there currently. Yeah. My parents are still in the burbs, and um, I, I think Chicago is the best city next next to New York. And so, well, it, New it, York is where I live now. Right. I love it. Yeah. Which is great. But yeah. it, it's now they probably want you to to claim it a little bit because mm -hmm. you know 
Yeah. You're giving Chicago hope. That's a code black joke, everyone, right? Medical dramas. So are, are we framed okay? Is that okay? We got a couple producers. Get closer. Okay, that's my wife telling us to get closer so everybody don't, don't get down, don't get upset with me. So, all right, so that's great. So we're good. Bring in, cheat in a little more. Okay. I'm gonna bring in a little more. Okay. All right, there you go. It's the first episode. It's the first episode, so we've got quirks. Uh, you were actually my second interview for my podcast. I know. You were gonna be my first. Who was your first? Neelu Sothi. Neelu. Neelu, whom I met through you. Yes. Who's an actress here in New York as well, yeah. and then we wanted, and you, we uh, did it by phone. You're the only phone interview to this day. Really, because you were in Los Angeles and I was in New York. Mm -hmm. um, that's great. Number two. Number two. Now you're and number, number one. Number one. You're moving up in the world from number two to number one. So. Mm -hmm. We'll keep it clean. So, you live now in uh, New York City. I do. Which is where we are. Yes. We are, uh, we are friends. We yeah. are former co-hosts yeah. of various web series. Yes. We're roommates for the next few days. Can <laughs> we get that personal where we're roommates for the next few days, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, so l let me find out where you went to school. Tell us about your education. Uh, so, I went to Stanford University and I got my degree in mechanical engineering. Wow, that's what I would have guessed looking at you, mechanical totally. engineer. Totally, yeah. An ME. Yes. Looking at me, I'm ME. looking at myself. Because I was a materials engineer, so. Yeah. yeah. But you're sort of, that's a higher level. Not necessarily. Well, I, yeah, different. I'm telling you it is. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you look at, how do you look at electrical engineers or chemical engineers? Is it sort of just the same level? Do you look down your, at your nose at them or thumb your nose at them? <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Right. Uh, well, I thought mechanical engineering was a little bit more broad and a little bit more uh, design oriented and like hands-on and mm -hmm. also social and uh, electrical engineering was, uh, you know, at least in our university, they're very much, you know, in their own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my little, yeah, that's my, literally thumbing my nose or fingering, my, well, index finger, in, index finger on my nose, yeah, yeah, kind of thing, so yeah. But it was just a different type of personality that the yeah. teach. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I loved computer science in my courses too. I mm -hmm. think if I could have gone back and done something equally as intellectual, mm -hmm. it would have been symbolic systems, which was you wow. know a mix of computer science and logic and psychology. So I mean, my brain is just oriented in that way. But it was a matter of like just where I felt at home. Yeah. Right? And I did with the other. Emmys. The other Emmys, the exactly. Yeah, the Emmys that the, the Mechies or the mechanical engineers. That's pretty sweet. So, yeah. so that was. So you went to Stanford. I did. Yeah. And you were student body president. I was. That's yes. pretty crazy. Yeah. Did you have to have a good body to be student body president? Was that, was that part of the thing? You know, if you were seriously overweight, or would they allow you to be student body president? Oh man, that's not fat shaming. Don't all the college students oh, jump God. in my throat on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I said it, not her. So. I don't think that that was it part. Wasn't a it was it was an omnia. It yeah, part of there was not a swimsuit competition as part of the, oh God, the follow up no. to the final. That would be awkward though. That would be really weird. Yeah. To, to be the student body, maybe you just have to be the medium weight though. Did I feel you were too they, thin? They go, well, well, she doesn't represent her interest. She's so thin. She doesn't care about food on campus or putting in vending machines. Not necessarily. Well, I think in college, I definitely I put on my freshman, freshman. time fifteen. Yeah. So yeah. I was. I mean, now I've like slimmed down. So I'm more active. You're not eating. You know, cookies at 2 a.m. working True. on a problem set, but um, I think I was pretty normal weight then. So on symbolic I was, system. I was very approachable to be a student body, body pre yeah. present. You yeah. put the student in student body. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. And then you are also a second degree black belt in karate. I am. Karate. Yes. Shotokan. Karate. Shotokan. Did I say exactly. that Exactly. Right? That okay. means empty hand. So we didn't really use any weapons. Oh. People always ask me, can you break boards or... Can you do this sort of sword fighting? And I disappoint them by saying, no, it's very basic. It's just hands and feet and, and 
Yeah. But you can defend yeah. yourself. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> so well, look at that. Yeah. Okay. So now I can't. Oh, now I'm done. The interview's over. Yeah. Wow. Symbolic systems. Yep. That's that's what that's all about. <laughs> okay. Very professional. Very yes. professional interview. Yes. Yes. Um, how did? Okay. Let's let's pivot from Japanese talk to Indian talk. Because karate is Japanese. Yes. If anyone. Okay. I'm into uh, missed jokes on this apparently interview. It's not nothing's landing. So, how did being Indian or how did being Indian influence you? Well, I think um, as I was when I was a kid growing up in the Midwest, we were one of few Indian families in my white neighborhood. Okay. And I think for me, I had a little bit of an identity issue. Okay. I wasn't. I didn't feel fully American, nor did I feel like I belonged to that social of that social circle of Indian kids who just wore their Indian heritage on their on sleeve. Their, on their sleeve. And, um, That's true. Like if you can't, yeah, you have no distractions. I have, I have no distractions. And, yeah. um, but it, it's made me stronger because of that. And as I, I've obviously grown into my own skin, my brown skin. Your brown skin. Yeah, yeah. your fair and lovely skin. Your slightly, uh, you know, actually, lighter tone makeup. I'm actually Swedish according to Indian yeah. skin tones. How, how unflattering is that? Weedish is not a great description. No. What if you're gluten free? Do you still call yourself <laughs> Weedish? That's really the question because a lot of brown rice. Are, yeah, brown rice. Brown rice. Brown rice. I think it's a little <laughs> insensitive to call us Weedish, honestly, or I'm dark Weedish or whatever I am. Kind of like sounds Swedish though. It, it does, kind of cool. which is pretty sweet. Yeah, which it's is pretty sweet. sweet, you know. There's a, there was some joke I read recently which, uh, what's the best part of living in, about living in Switzerland? What? I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. <laughs> It's amazing. It's such it's an amazing joke. I did not write it, which is probably why it's amazing. Okay, so would you say being Indian helped you or hurt you? Well, I, I think it helped me. Okay. Um, so my parents, you know, coming from an Indian background, mm -hmm. you are. Very we have an Indian background. Look at that. Literally have an Indian background. We have uh, rupees. Rupee, yeah, you have to play, because yeah. we love. I can read that now. Love my our Indian culture here. Yeah, wonderful. Um, but yeah, my my family, uh, my parents were immigrants, mm -hmm. and so they came here with close to nothing. And Do you know what year? No, <laughs> early eighties. I think they came here. <laughs> I thought you were joking. Okay, over <laughs> so the early eighties. All right. Early eighties. Okay. Okay. Uh, then they had my brother, and then they had me. But mm -hmm. they just you know worked their way up. Typical mm -hmm. immigrant story. And for me, they always you know they instilled instilled in us great values and the importance of hard work mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we did have a very humble upbringing my dad always told me if you want to achieve anything in your life it involves hard work and effort and sure. i think that's got me to where i am today you are probably i would only say there are a couple of people i know who work as hard as i do and you are probably one Neil, of them Neil Lusody. Neil Lusody. was always first oh, well, well she is first because she beat you to the, the punch you know she worked hard she wanted to be and there's so many people vying to be the first episode you know <laughs> and she just barely beat you out so uh, Hassan Minhaj, my old roommate, who will probably be episode three, let's see. Yeah. Uh, he is on The Daily Show now and he works extremely hard. And I, I see a lot of similarities between you two because you're, okay. both, uh, you're both hard workers. You're taller than I am and that's why I put my chair higher. I'm going to make him sit on you the floor. You literally lowered my yeah, chair. Yeah, I lowered so. her chair. No one sits higher than the king, the jester. What? The king. Why are you the king? Because it's my show. You're not supposed to make the guest feel special. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's a reverse. Yeah, I'm trying something new. Okay. So, welcome to the last episode of the <laughs> show. That's how that's going to go. Kyle's going to cancel for tomorrow. We have an exciting episode for tomorrow. I'm going to plug, and now I'm going to do the review of the show in the middle of the show, and I'm going to plug the next show in the middle of the interview. Yeah. That's, that's, we're that's, all that's just the way you do it. That's how we're all son. So, what about now? So, in one word, what do you describe yourself as? 
<clears throat> empathetic. That's an adjective. Well, I should have been more clear. I should have said now. But okay, I like empathetic but as an adjective. As a, I'm, I'm just arrested. I'm just pathetic. So <laughs> M, you're empathetic. So I'm mechanical engineer of the M. Yeah. Um, no, I think, uh, I guess, actress. I'm an actress. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, you, that's what you would say your yes. actress, Melanie Chanta. Sure. If okay. you wanted to boil it down. I do, want to, I do want to boil it down to one yeah. word. You'd be like optimist, creator, artist. I mean, Leader. Yeah. Former, Student body president. Geek. That's three. Engineer turned actress. That was your thing. Actually, you were that's, that's on your Twitter bio. That's what I am. If you include hyphenated okay. words together, as Ooh, one. Oh, good. Way to get it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Engineering one. geek turned actress. Yeah. There we okay. go. I like that. Yeah. So, and you, how? What about being Indian as an actress? Do you think it's a? You think it's an asset? Do you think it's a liability? You think I, it's both? I think right now it's a huge asset, and mm -hmm. a lot of people would beg to differ in saying. I mean, struggle is real, as that bit Buffalo you know, yeah. that's it, okay. The struggle is real. <laughs> I said BG like Buffalo Grove. I thought that's what you said. I thought, well, that's a really good call. Um, but it's, it wasn't easy when you first start, right? Mm -hmm. And I think people that started before me face a lot of these um, stereotypical roles thrown at them. Sure. And I think guys actually have, hard, have it harder than women. Currently. Currently, Indian women. Because think about it. The stereotypes for an Indian woman on TV or film, the roles, is like... Beautiful doctor, mm -hmm. beautiful engineer, mm -hmm. beautiful mom, beautiful girlfriend. True. I swear. I've seen the pattern. I swear yeah. every single role I've mm -hmm. seen for an Indian woman is beautiful. Beautiful and then something smart or something responsible. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. And then also, over the last few years, you've just seen an explosion. Maybe not explosion, but you know, a rise of roles available specifically to Indian people mm -hmm. or to, you know, ethnically ambiguous actresses, sure. which a lot of Indian women fall into. It, that's very true. In the middle yeah. of the color spectrum. Yeah. We, I'm not, I mean, I know I'm making a joke about being Swedish, but really that is a pretty big advantage. It's you can pass for a lot of different... Indian women can, and that is a huge advantage. Obviously you own who you are and your culture, but from you know, a business standpoint, you're open to a lot more roles that way. Translation, we're Indian, but if the paycheck is big enough, we'll be Middle Eastern. Yeah. Let me tell you a story. Though. Okay, yeah, let's. I'd love to hear um, a story. As to the the problem, I still see is people have a perception of what Indian people should sound like and act like. If they're like, you know, this person has an Indian accent. One of my friends, I guess people don't realize there's all sorts of Indians out there. All sorts. One point two billion of us. So. We're from opposite sides of India. You're yeah. from the north. I'm from the north. I'm from the south. Yeah. Usually, we don't like. We shouldn't like each other. No, that's true. Yes, that's, that's there's, a lot, there's of, a lot of competition. A lot of competition. East, West, North, South. Yeah. Yeah. So my friend, he's Indian. He was born in Mumbai. He walked into an acting audition, and the the casting director told him to put on an Indian accent. And he's like, "Well, I am Indian. This is my accent." She's like, "No, no, do an Indian accent." And she imitated. Uh, <laughs> she imitated. Uh, what is his name from? Uh, it's things like that where people really have ignorance of the culture and what an Indian person is. That that still exists and bothers me. But it still exists. Is that still a thing? It's maybe a little bit. Okay. I, I haven't experienced it that okay. much, okay. to be honest. Okay. But um. But that's but that's a that's a you know well, real story. Thing. I that's somebody's real experience. Yeah, some people do experience <clears throat> that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and like you're saying. It's harder for men, which is, you know, kind of refreshing. I mean, it's bad, but it's refreshing in a sense to have a, an established actress acknowledge that. Because 
men, we're sort of, our problems are kind of, yeah, 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 but men. But ethnic men, it, it's still a thing. I think so. You know? And I, I have a lot of, you know, working actor friends who are Indian that will say, you know, we still audition for the, the cab driver or, you know, the 7-Eleven person. Right. Or we are asked to do more accent roles as opposed to playing leading men on right, screen. Right, right. You still see fewer you see of those roles. Go, I have nothing there. to do with that. That's my dad. Yeah. He runs yeah. the 7-Eleven. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. But no, I, I see what you're saying, though. That's, that, that's still a, a yeah. thing. So pivoting a little bit from that, um, do you have a motto or a slogan or a North Star, some kind of mission statement, purpose, values, and anything that guides you, anything, a quote or something like that that you feel is your thing? And I'll stop, I'll stop the question at some point. Sure. <laughs> Is there anything else? Like, yeah, anything else like a fit in there. Color, the color yeah. that inspires me right, the most. Right, absolutely. Are you sort of, is that your method? Is you kind of hone in on a color? Yeah. Yeah. Are you Not like a blank page kind of girl or do you like the lines? Right. Yeah. Yeah. College ruled or wide ruled? I like the college rule. You can fit more in. I yeah. Feel. You know, I really like the, the grid. What is, yeah. I use it all for, my, for all my engineering. And with the graphs and everything. Yeah. And something, we used to have carbon paper back in the day. Did you? Yeah, we actually had carbon paper. Who does that? Old people. I just turned forty, so that's old. That's a long With time. With your ago. abacus. But I have my abacus, my slide rule. You're doing your math problems, your abacus, and taking notes frantically yeah. on your paper that had carbon yeah. copies. That, that's in triplicate. I just turned my homework in in triplicate, evidently. So yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but abacus is a leading payroll service since 1992. <laughs> See, I told you we'd get some brand integration in there, so get yeah. your money's worth. Mm -hmm. So. So you would say that, uh, you, do you have something like that? Do you, do you sure, uh, there's, uh, there's a couple of things. As a, well, as a human being, when I was, not professionally, but it's something that... You're not a professional human being. Not, not... You've had a few years of practicing human being. a personal and professional human, human being. being. <laughs> that's a great one, I'm a professional human being. I, I, I'm <laughs> always a human being. That's something that I'm constantly going to do. I'm never not a human being. Professionally, I have, you know, a certain mission. Sure. Personally, <laughs> personally as a human being. Uh, the actual Melanie K. Chandra. <laughs> um, I heard this quote when I was younger. I think it honestly was at like a Miss Universe or Miss World pageant. I was probably five and I was watching this with okay. my parents. And they asked this question, you know, what is your purpose in life? Okay. And they answered this question much more eloquently because they're, you know, trained Universe contestants. As long as it's not Steve Harvey who went, actually, it's my South Star, or something like that, you know, my bad. Yeah. And she said, I think one's purpose is to fulfill their innate potential. Innate potential. Innate, yes. Yeah. And something with that stuck me. Something with, I didn't say that right. Something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that just stuck with me. Okay. Um, and it's been ingrained in my head, and it's always. I knew at an early age that I just had a lot to offer and a lot to give to this world, but I didn't really know how. But all I knew was that I needed to give everything my best. Okay. Um, so, so that was something that you know I really, really think about a lot of the time. Am I achieving my potential? You know, we're here for a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but I want to. I want to perform. I want to act. I, I you know, I want to help as many people. I want to sure. love as many people. Sure. And so, yeah. Just live out loud. Just go to the fullest. Go hard or go home. Last it. Yeah. That that's okay. Just everything turned to an eleven. Yeah. So do you? So what things are not like that? Or study a seven eleven exactly? Well, which what things are not like that? So do you have to make choices? Because it sounds like I mean I know your bio. I obviously know Melanie, the real human being, but 
And you have done that. You you know, second degree black belt. Then you, you also play the piano. You've got a piano over here. You play the piano. Just because you have a piano in your apartment doesn't mean you necessarily play the piano. It's just for show. But uh, for show. But it's uh, but you're also student body president. And it sounds like you um, you go to the top. You 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 pursue excellence. Is that is that a thing? Does that become a field in and of itself? Or is it is it the love of that actual craft? Or do you do you find yourself trying to find a formula or a rubric or something to go to the top? Where do you think that comes from? I've, you know, what I've learned and what most people will learn after college, there's no formula to get to the top, especially if you want to be an actress. Mm -hmm. There's, you can work hard, but the opportunity, the right opportunity might not come along. Maybe just not come down with that. You can create your own opportunities, but there's no guarantee that that's going to, you know, sure. be a success. Sure. Maybe to you because you tried and you did it. Sure. Um, but... For me, what was your original question? I don't know, but let's talk about a time. <laughs> Sorry. Let's talk yeah, about I got a time. off on a tangent. Yeah, no, no, that, 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 no that, it usually is me. But, <laughs> but no, but that segues very nicely into another question I have, which is the difference between success and failure. Sure. So we've all had successes, we've all had failures. And can you trace, uh, can you tell me about a time where you failed? And do you, what do you think marks the difference when, when you do succeed in something and when you fail in something, as, as specifically as you think you can be? Sure. Well, you've probably heard this quote or saying before, but success is when opportunity meets preparation. Have mm -hmm. you heard that? Before? I have heard that. And I Just really three, four seconds ago. No, I have, I've yeah. heard it before. I have. So, so, so when uh, success is when opportunity meets, meets preparation. preparation. So Louis Pasteur, I think, once said, "Chance favors the prepared mind." So kind of the same idea that you could throw the opportunity to somebody who's ready or not ready, yeah. but the person who brought a glove that day is gonna catch it. Sure, yeah. so I mean, if I were to relate it to an acting role, right? right? You know, I could be the most trained actor in the room and I walk in and I'm confident, I have the right mindset, but if the role is specifically looking for a 5'10", blonde, female, blue eyes, that's not the right opportunity. And I'm no, but give me your number, Why oh, wife <laughs> under the other room. Um, and then, but you're right. You, you're the right. You're the wrong person at, or the right person at the wrong time, or whatever. But it just right. doesn't match up. Right. Mm -hmm. And those fails happen all the time. But sure. They, they don't really bother. It you wasn't much. within your control, really. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which I don't mind those failures. Mm -hmm. You just keep going, and hopefully the right thing will come mm -hmm. along. But the opposite is, if you let's say you have the most amazing opportunity that's there, they want you. They're ready for you. Mm -hmm but you're not ready for it. Right. You didn't prepare, you don't have the right skill set, you're, you're insecure, and you're just not ready to take that on. Those for me, those are fails. I hate that word fail, but it, you know, whatever, if we're talking in these terms. Sure. Um, and those are a little disappointing, and it goes back to my whole, um, my whole saying about reaching your fullest potential. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if you really want to achieve something, there's an opportunity for you, try your hardest. I and mean, there's been many times in my life where maybe I was too, um, lazy or procrastinate. So, so or, was it that? I mean, because it's hard for me to believe that you would be lazy or procrastinate, but can you boil it down to, do you think it was an issue of, okay, so let's say it is the right part. Well, no one's perfect. It, I can't be a go-getter all the time. Well, no, and of, of course know? not. I mean, I, I totally, and, and so what, do, and I guess that's where I want to get a little granular because you go, all right, so they're not looking for the five time. They're looking for the five foot six, you know, student body, hundred, whatever, it won't give away your weight, but whatever it is, uh, whatever it is, and, and they're looking for you. They're looking for you. They're rooting for you. Yeah. You have booked it a number of times. You've done the brink. You've, you're on code block. You've, you've, there's you've been done so all these many things. times 
parenthood. Majority of, majority of times I haven't booked it. Right, and so what, what, so what <laughs> majority. was Majority. What was, oh, and that's true for acting. That's the game. I mean, it's yeah. just like stand-up and people go, that's why I like, I like the word failure because it's, it's become a bad word. But if you own it and learn from it, then it's, and we need to be able to say that, hey, I failed. Let's move on. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's, that's totally fine. But mm -hmm. what, were those, what were those times then? They wanted you to have it and you didn't get it. What do you think it was? Do you... I think I was too early in my career. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand the gravity of the mm -hmm. role or I didn't understand the business and what mm -hmm. they were looking for. Or, um, you know, there's been situations where maybe I've, I just haven't, um, you know, planned my time well. I just sure. didn't do the preparation. You go in an audition room and you don't have your lines completely sure. memorized or you sure. didn't do your homework and so you're not at your best. Yeah. You know, that's a very honest, very honest answer. Yes. Is it is it scary auditioning? Because I'm, I'm, I'm an actor, but I'm an auditioner because you haven't seen me or anything. So I've gone into probably, I don't know how many commercial auditions, 100. I've probably gone into about 40 uh, theatrical auditions. I've booked uh, four of the hundred. I booked two of my first eight in commercials. So I booked four out of a hundred. Mm -hmm. And then commercial or uh, theatrically, I think I booked two out of 40. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's not good percentage wise. So mm -hmm. I know as an actor, uh, that it's difficult to you. Is it still scary? Cause now look, you're a, you're a serious regular on a network show. I mean, that's why we can talk about failure because you clearly succeeded. I'm not going to ask somebody, well, so you've been failing the entire time. How does it feel? It Tell is me about easier it. once you have some of sort course. of accomplishment or validation to talk about it, but we've all failed and I was in a low for a couple of years too. Sure. I was like booking a couple of things here and there, but nothing huge. Sure. Um, and then last, last year it kind of all came together with a couple of great projects that I was prepared for and it was the right fit for me. Sure. And it, yeah, it was an amazing feeling. I, yeah, I would think so. That's pretty awesome. Going back to like most of the time it just doesn't work out and mm -hmm. same with entrepreneurs, people starting their own businesses, it's a huge risk. You know, in, in school, school is so safe, you know, college is so safe. Because there's a track. There's a track, and when yeah. you think about it, I, if I had gone back, I just would have, I don't know, I think I would have done more even, because it's so safe, and you right. can take risks and yeah. not really Yeah, you, because you're sort of, yeah, you're, you're almost bowling with the with those uh, bumpers or whatever there. You can't go yeah. into a gutter, really. You're, yeah. you're only going to get off track so much because you've got your teachers and professors, you've got you have your parents, you have your peers who are there. Yeah. Once you go as an entrepreneur, you are just you're in the wilderness. Totally. You know? And a lot of it, it, it just depends on how much you're willing to take a risk and how resourceful you are. Right. And if most of the time, it just doesn't work out. Yeah. It just doesn't work out, and you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. You, you have to have thick skin. Thick skin, absolutely. And especially even as you know, being for you, it's even yeah. harder. You're in front of live audiences every single day. And you get instantaneous feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you get that in, re in an audition room. They either really yeah. like it. You can they get on their phones, or we, we're probably getting it right now, and I can't see it. So people are probably writing to us, and we'll, we'll find out. We're yeah. actually going to take a couple of questions from the audience, of, uh, assuming that there are some. So I should have announced that at the top. But let me uh, let me get back to a couple of my my questions, since you know they're going to be better than everyone else's. Is um, what would it mean to pull a you? If somebody said, "Wow, she just pulled a Melanie," what would that be? Um, to pull a Melanie, which would be, let's say I've committed to something, to do a project or something. Okay. Right, and it's, I, pulling a Melanie would yeah. be doing it at 50% until the day before, and then pulling an all-nighter and delivering 150%. Yeah. You were doing that last night. 
Yes. You were working. Well, we came at you were working on a project. I know. Like, and you used to have a deadline. Three, and then I looked at what I, you know, I looked at my work this morning. I'm like, oh man, that was good. You really nailed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. did it, son. Absolutely. But like the, the weeks leading up to it, I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, it just, you, you, and you, you, you just kind of do it. But when it. you're, yeah, when you're in that pressure, when you're in that hot seat, I, yeah. know, I feel like everything comes together for me. Well, for I don't you, like yeah. it because it's stressful, but yeah. for some reason, I just, so do you do you manage your way into a crisis then? Do you feel like you 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 know that that eleventh uh, hour Melanie is the one who will just wait till she shows up and she's gonna kill it? Do, do you do you feel like you? Because I remember telling that to one of my my bosses bosses boss at Rock and Game. I go, I'm a great crisis manager. He goes, Do you manage your way into a crisis? And I go, Oh gosh, that hurt. Yes, I do. I know the answer. I don't even have to think about it. But do you feel like you do? You, you you got this. It's okay. Fourth quarter Melanie's got this. Yeah, it depends what it is. If it's like a speaking engagement, no. Yeah. I need to prepare. Yeah, I need yeah. to know what I'm saying. Get it in your bones kind of thing. Yeah. Um, have you made it? Uh, whoa, that's a question. Yeah. That is a question. That's my favorite question of the whole thing, so not, not to, uh, not to jock my own questions too much. I don't think that much of myself. So, yeah. what would, would you, I mean, because that's the big thing, everybody's, oh, you're going to go make it, you're going to make it. Have you made it? I think I'm very far in my, I think I've come a long way. Mm -hmm. I don't know, well, I would say there was a point last year where I actually felt this, I had this gut feeling like, wow, and I almost came back, I was actually moved to tears when I felt all these things coming my way, and I felt that, you know, I was meant to do this. Wow. And when I felt that sense that I was meant to do this, I had that sensation that I've made it. I mean, just to lead you into it, you know, I put on my first skit when I was in second grade in spelling class. Okay. Okay. So this is the origin. This, this is the origin. This okay. is the origin, right? Second grade, the seven, eight years old. Okay. Seven, eight years old. And I did this and I wrote this funny thing and I just delivered it and it was so free and connected and people really loved it. That's awesome. And then I go back into being my studious introvert, right? Right, right. And then throughout high school, I did, you know, obviously I did martial arts and uh -huh. I played the piano and I would do these skits for our variety shows that combined all of those elements together yeah. and people were like, wow, that's really great. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved the creation. And that was in spelling? Okay, the first one was in spelling class? In second grade, and then it was in high school. So there's a pretty big gap yeah, from that I was to... Yeah, I was, yeah, I was doing martial arts, which in a so way... So you are Eminem. Martial arts? Martial matters, anyone? Call back, right there. Call back. Horrible. Horrible. Terrible pub. Terrible. Martial arts? Just delete okay. that, but it's Yeah, totally. We can't. It's live. It's, it's already live. out there, so... Um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, I was always really interested in performing acting. I just focused on school, because that's what I knew I had to do. Sure. Um, and so high school I would perform, college I focused on my degree and all okay. these other extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to New York City, I was working as a management consultant. And I was, you know, New York is all about fashion and media and acting and dance. And um, I started doing some modeling work. Mm -hmm. And then from there I would meet people in the acting industry. You had one Miss India America. I had one Miss India mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. I came to New York. I was modeling. And then I was I was working full time as a consultant. Yeah, that's so kind of crazy. Like, You're modeling on the side. I was modeling you on the all side. all these acting and all these other things on the side. Yeah, I was like you know testing out the waters. Mm -hmm. I was uh, hosting a South Asian show. Yeah. And yeah. then a what was it called? What was that called? Uh, Pulse the Desi Beat. That's right, Pulse yeah. the Desi Beat. I remember that. Yeah. You and Chris, some guy Chris. Yeah. Right. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. Yeah. But then I realized it's just I'm not that good at. I think I'm not. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually I have a quote. I have a quote for people. It's kind of a, a tangent. But someone asked me the other day, we were sitting at a restaurant and we were looking at the chef's table. 
and we saw everyone shine at orders and all this multitasking happening and it looked really exciting and cool. And someone asked me, do you think you could do that? And I said, no. And he said, why not? I said, because I don't want to. Ooh, that's good. I've decided if you want to do something in life, you want it so badly, you'll figure out a way. Oh, I like that a lot because it's I don't want to. My quote. Yeah. It's yours. Just to, yeah, see, I bring out the ego in people. That's what I do. I just, I like that. That's no, good. I'm sure, I'm sure someone said it before. No, but you uh, said it now yeah. and that's what counts. But, okay. I'll that's good. No, but I, that is a, that's a really good, that's a very good moral of the story for people. I think if you want to do it. And then that's a way to sort out. When I was asking you earlier, how do you, how do you go a hundred on everything? Well, the things you don't want to do, you just don't, yeah, you yeah. come to that. Yeah. And that's, that's my advice for, you know, people growing up too. It's, I, I did, I think I did too much in a way. You and spread I, yourself pretty thin. Yeah, exactly. That's why you're thin. You're, you, you actually flatten yourself out. You know, jack of all trades, master of Master of none. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's my advice to the newer generation is you don't, you know, you want to get into a good school. You don't need to do everything. You don't need to be a president of this club. You just need to do a couple things or one thing really well, and it'll make your life easier too. You know what I learned though is, because I was president of everything, and I have to be because I just, I'm that way. Yeah. But then I realized that at the top, you could delegate everything, so you could be president of a lot mm -hmm. of things, but do very little work. Yeah. So that was my thing. Yeah. Was maybe pulling a regime. Yeah. Pull that pulling a regime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning that now. That just doing, see, because I didn't really want to be smart. I just want to seem smart. Yeah. That's my thing. So you worried about is me interviewing you, so people's perception Perception. Because perception is reality. It's more important than you actually being yeah. able to I don't need to do actually that. be able to do anything. Yeah, that's that's the more that's fame in 2016. Look at all these people who are famous. They can't. They used to say Ed McMahon was famous for being famous. Uh -huh. He was an announcer for for Johnny Carson. But that was really kind of a knock. That's not true. He announced a show, Publishers Clearing House. He did he did a lot of things. Yeah. But today, a lot of reality stars are really famous for being famous. They really aren't good for anything. Yeah. Well, but no, I. I'm not gonna call people out. They're like they're entertaining, and not every person can be entertaining. And they 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 signed up to put themselves out there. That's true. And. You know, they've gotten value out of it. Yeah, we've I, gotten none, but they've gotten a lot. But you know, people have. People I, love those shows. I know. I've looked down on those people oh. a lot. Yeah. So you're em empathetic. I'm not at all. I have no <laughs> sense of empathy. I'm a total sociopath. So, yeah. what would you say? Okay, so that tell me a little bit more about when you said you felt like you were meant to do this. You you. Well, what up, Chris? This I was born to do. When you when you felt you know at that moment, because to me that's a very because we've had conversations yeah. like this for 10 years. Oh, yeah. About, you know, am I meant to do this? Gosh, am I doing the right thing? You yeah. Left, you left such a lucrative job and all these things. What was that moment then? Where, where did you feel that? Um, so, last year. So, I, I, I basically quit my, I left McKinsey at, at the very end of 2009. Okay. And right six, seven, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Right before okay. I left, I had this boost of confidence from my mentor and one of the senior partners at McKinsey. You're so welcome. Oh, it's so yeah. nice. Well, I didn't get into that yet, but you were this guy actually. <laughs> when I told you, I was like, I didn't want to be host, but I, I, I met a lot of people along the way, and I met this guy, and uh, he was probably the first person that told me that to go for it. Oh, you should be an actor. He uh, really was. That's really. And cool. so that that really inspired me, and I continued doing acting classes on top of McKinsey, and then I was living this double life. Yeah. Yeah. I was like struggling actress by day and like taking classes and maybe doing some other projects. And one day my partner at McKinsey told me, my mentor, he says, Melanie, I could see that you really love doing that. And from what I've seen, you're really good at it too. 
I just want to let you know that McKinsey will always be there for you. Wow. That's a big thing to say. And that gave me this, wow, like people actually believe in me and they support, they support me doing yeah. that. And I just made that decision to not live this, what we like to call at Stanford, the deferred life plan. Like if you're going to go after your dreams, do it now. Don't wait 10 years wow, that's and good. waste that time, right. you know, until you feel like you have that, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you know, you yeah. ticked out all the boxes. That's, that's really a lot of, a lot of knowledge. So we're going to go to a couple of questions that we may have uh, received. I'm going to give a shout out to Nitin Pajaj, my producer. Thank you very much. I know he's, he doesn't want to be on camera right now, but I, I can't, I got to got to spread the wealth after giving myself props, but I'm very touched by what <laughs> Melanie just said. So um, tell us a bit more about your nonprofit work. So Hospital for Hope, that's another thing that you do as an entrepreneur. So yep. it's a nonprofit, meaning not that you know a lot about non-bread, but actually a non-profit, <laughs> yeah. It's roti. Yeah. It's a roti. Actually, roti. it's a chapati. It's a chapati. Yeah, it's south, right? Is that yeah. South? Dosa. It's a dosa. It's a dosa. Yeah, you're there It's a dosa profit. Yeah. And, and so there's a lot of administrative costs reflected in how big the dose is, but when you go inside, there are a few potatoes. It's really flat, you know. It's very flat. Spread very yourself flat thin. It's actually, that should be your symbol. You should be a dosa. No, I don't like Let's that. Let's not do that. Yeah, okay. okay. And, but that's not true about Hospital Probe. You guys actually yeah. have very few administrative expenses, and you guys do a lot with a little. Yeah, there's just um, five of us, actually. We mm -hmm. all met in school. We were part of this volunteering organization that sent off, you know, um, students to different parts of India to volunteer. And over the years, we just kept in touch, and uh, one person went off to, you know, build a health clinic there, and then all of us got back together and thought, how do we do something more? Because we fell in love with the people there. They live on nothing, but they're able to accomplish so much and live so much so fully. But yet, so, there's so much disease there, and you see infants dying and all these women health issues and disease everywhere. Yeah. So we decided, let's all put our heads together and figure out a way to build them a hospital. And then with the goal of making it completely self-sustainable one day. So we started this, you know, maybe five or six years ago. And a few years ago, we had built the hospital. And where is the hospital? It's in Jharkhand, India. Okay. And it's serving a region that has, it encompasses about 100,000 villagers. And right now, the hospital is fully functional. Wow. Um, and you built it from the ground up. I mean, yeah. there's, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. there. There's an NGO that we partner with, partner with that owns the land. Mm -hmm. So they helped us, you know, with some other, we, you know, had some other partnerships and all together we, you know, sent project managers there and just built this hospital, hired doctors and nurses got the medicine and um, yeah so we're treating over a thousand patients a month right now and we're trying to expand it and it's 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 really amazing we love it that is yeah. pretty incredible you're a double entrepreneur I mean you're you're an actress which I you got it down engineering you turned actress but you're also uh, you are an entrepreneur I mean this is this is definitely uh, doing something international, building it from the ground up literally there was nothing there <laughs> man now you treat a thousand patients a month. Mm -hmm. That's pretty. So I mean, and, and you you play you play one on TV, but you really I know how strange is yeah, that. And you're from Chicago, so in this hospital for hope, you are kind of Chicago hope after all. So that's what's up, folks. I think that's a pretty good wrap up uh, where we are. I just wanted to see if um, we was there anything else to include. I'm going to give another shout out to the sponsors. I want to uh, let me do that. Let let me uh, let me say uh, thank you to Atlas Hospitality for your hospitality in uh, sponsoring us from, uh, from the ground up. Uh, really, uh, everybody can check out atlashospitality.com. They are the undisputed leader in California hotel sales. 
And we have abacus. We got a lot of abacus mentions in there. So um, slide rules, ab abacai. I don't know if that's plural. Is that plural of abacus? I don't know. But you can find out by going to payrollprovider.com. Actually, you can find out by going to google.com. But payrollprovider.com, they do uh, HR placement, time sheets. They do a lot of things. Uh, so uh, check them out. And if they, do, if they don't do one of the things I said, then don't hold me to that you know, or them to that. But, but Donald Trump will pay you my legal fees, uh, as he would always say. And High Glow Jewelers. High Glow Jewelers, uh, the destination for, uh, for 22 karat gold for your favorite brands, such as Omega and many others that I did not take the time to write out. And I didn't memorize because it wasn't important to me. And I shouldn't have said that. That's one of our sponsors. We really very much appreciate that. You uh, didn't even see proof of concept, and we had three sponsors off, out the gate. And all joking aside, that is a, a major thing that is difficult to do. But we did it because we're amazing. And so... I want to thank uh, my lovely, wonderful, entrepreneurial, engineering, geek-turned-actress guest, episode one, you know. Yeah. Melanie I'm K. Honored. Chandra. I'm honored. You were sort of our guinea pig of sorts, and you, you, allow, you allowed us to do that, which that's, you know, that's, I don't want to impinge on the friendship, but that's a no small thing. This is a major series regular on a network show, Code Black. Please check it out. Every, you know, whenever. Yeah. Because I'm a great friend and I've seen half of one episode. So that's how I support. Yeah. That's great, how I, great, great what job. A, what a great friend. Great job. Honestly. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it was awesome to have you. Is there anything you want people to know? Should people check you out on Facebook or on yeah, Instagram? Sure. Um, Facebook, MelanieKChandra.com. Oh, no, no. That's that's my website. Yeah. Facebook yeah. is all, it's all, you know, slash Melanie. We just always say com. Com means work in Hindi, so it's dot com. Yeah. Twitter and Instagram at Melanie Chandra. There you go. Not K. Not K. Though just Melanie at Melanie Chandra. Yeah, I'm sure people will just Google and figure it out. They just Google it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2016. Whatever you want to do. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to our wonderful guest, our first guest, Melanie K. Chandra. Thank you everybody for tuning in to The Industry Show, Episode 1, brought to you by Desipreneur Media and Funny Indian Productions. I've been your host, Rajiv, and I still am. <laughs>